Welcome back to another episode of South by East, here where we talk about the scriptures, the culture, music, and everything in, in between. between. This season, we're hitting our traffic reports, and on this episode, we engage the interview that broke the internet within a couple <laughs> of days of the year. And I, I want to tell you something. We're talking about um, the Cat Williams uh, interview on Club Shay Shay. And I had been following Shannon Sharp um, even when he was on Undisputed and he mm. moved over and that whole deal went thing. Still. And so, um, and so when he started Nightcap, I knew about that and I've been mm -hmm. kind of following along with, uh, I love the Bruce Bruce uh, interview of laughing, different things of that nature and that. Uh, Kurt Franklin one was just like, mm. man, you need, if you hadn't seen that one, it's a good one. Um, also the one with uh, Country Wayne is a good one, man. Oh, and that's then on my list, yes. There, there's, there's several. Um, but I'm going to tell you, uh, this one with Cat Williams, and, and if Cat Williams wasn't a comedian, he would have been a mechanic, which type in particular? A shade tree mechanic. <laughs> and, um, because he threw uh, tons of shade on all the thing. All the, all the shade. And so, <laughs> um, so I want to get into this, man, Like because here's the deal. This interview was like... Two hours and forty six minutes, or something like that. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you to to get people um, to to come to a one hour church service is is, is a, that's a feat. Is a problem, right. and people. I mean, this thing had like forty million views in like three days. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and so, um, so one, it, it talks about um, we talk about people's lack of attention span. They got attention span for what they we want. Got a, we got an appetite of. for entertainment. That's for sure. Fam, I can't even go watch Marvel movies anymore because they decided they want to start making all the movies three hours long. And I can't <laughs> stay awake in a movie for three hours, man. And so even for this, I had to watch it in pieces. Yeah, yeah for in sure. pieces because um, I got small kids. And so I just can't, um, yeah, I can't do it. that long. Man, and when you brought this up to me, bro, I... I almost didn't even want to do it. I started it out and I was like, man, this is going to be some gossip. It's the rumor mill. I am not interested. And as Cat Williams got to talking, for one, he is, he is an incredibly charismatic individual. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't believe all the things he said, which I don't, um, I wanted to. By the end of the interview, I was like, I hope he's telling the truth because he really knows how to tell a story and how to captivate. Um, but also, as he went through, I could see some clear phrase in the way that he was presenting the information. And I was like, I don't see anybody questioning this. So I the the uh, the YouTube road of con uh, of comments is paved with ice. It is so easy to go down that road. It is all gas, no brakes. I will get lost in that space. So as I'm watching the video, I'm, is anybody disagree? Everybody like, he's saying the truth. I'm like, but that didn't quite line up. Maybe somebody done, done some research. Everybody, we don't need the research. We know it's true because if it wasn't true, he wouldn't have said it. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. No, like, but but I want to go bad. here though. So, um, you hit a, a, a excellent point early on. There is a there is a difference between being an excellent storyteller, an entertainer, and being a truth teller. A truth teller, come on, yes. Um, and uh, I actually did watch another supplemental video 
mm-hmm. of a behavioral specialist. Yeah, the behavioral analysis, yep. Analyzing mm-hmm. that and looking for proof in research of things said. Yeah. And um, so there were some there were some some key things and they're like, man, him running sub four three. But it did show him running like a four four six. And so there was there was times right. when he because of the the excellence in storytellers. If you know really good storytellers, they tend to um, inflate things. Yes, there's some a little bit. Yeah. So there was like not a so the we talk about this all the time. Um, there's a reason why you get arrested by going into a store with a counterfeit dollar. Um, when a little kid doesn't get arrested by going in with a a, a bill that they got from the Dollar mm-hmm. Tree. Right. Right. It, it's because the little kid's bill is obvious fake. Doesn't look real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the counterfeiter's job was to try to fool you, nice. right? And the the best counterfeit is one that's really close to the, the truth. truth. Yep. And so, what makes a good storyteller a good storyteller a lot of times is they know how to be. They know how to shade the truth. Mm-hmm. While embellishing a little bit on there to make it almost believable, um, and so, but the behavioral analysis said, like, man, here's here's a key one too. There was a lot of things that Cat said that he's like, yeah, man, everything lines up with that being true, mm-hmm. and with the research I've done. And then he went and analyzed the rebuttals of some of the comedians and said. There was obvious deceit mm. in their rebuttals, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" oh. <laughs> I, but he was like, "I mean, he like some of the people that that cat called out." He's like, "No, when you, I analyzed everything, and I went, and he's like, out of all the different views, people just kept showing proof of what mm-hmm. cat was saying, but when I went and looked at the rebuttals, there was." Key things that when I'm getting called in on cases or whatever else right. that show that there are de- look for it, that there's there deception, deception right in the rebuttal. Which is, which is why. I and he said this though. He said, and he said, now let me put on my opinion hat. Mm. I felt like Cat was really petty, yeah, and immature in how he shared some of these things. And I'm gonna tell you, like, I'm, I'm gonna give you a quick rule for me. Uh, I love the unfollow feature on social media. <laughs> and um, one of the things that causes me to unfollow people the most, you get about three shade comments. They don't have to be directed at me. They can be directed at anybody. But you get about three, like, I'm throwing shade at this organization or this person. Shadow moves. Shadow moves, mm-hmm. and I unfollow you. Because right. I find that when I leave somebody in my social media feed that's constantly throwing shade, it causes me more stress. Mm. And one of the ways I, I, social media is a de-stressing thing for me. Hmm. And so I, I go, I like to share happy moments and different things in nature. So you might say I live in the echo chamber of happiness. Yeah. Because if you throw shade continuously, I probably don't see your post. Wow. Because you get about, I'm serious, you get about hey, three. Some people sh- think, take some notes. Take some notes. You get about three shade comments that I see in your feed, in my feed from you, and then I, I, I unfollow you. Because at that point, you are starting to cause me stress. Mm-hmm. Not even because of what you said about me, but, but because I know that I'll be next. Yeah. Man, it, it, 
and so here's my thing, even with Cat Williams, people say women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. That's a lie. Numbers, you can lie with numbers. Numbers don't tell any story at all. You tell the story. And you can take some very true numbers and tell very false stories. Yes. As I, as I watched that interview, I saw Cat like, man, I'm bringing this up because they brought this up about me. Some of the comedians, they did. Some of them. It's like Kevin Hart, you know, he was saying, I was like, man, you've been talking about Kevin Hart for like 10 years. Like, he has been railroading Kevin Hart for like a decade. And so I'm like, no, there's nothing recently in this interview that caused you to form this opinion. You've always been here. Then I start looking at surrounding things because I start looking at people for intention, right? Because I'm like, where, what is the story you're telling me with these numbers? I start looking. I'm like, oh, Cat Williams has a tour coming up. These interviews happen when? A year ago, back here. I'm like, but Cat Williams now has a tour coming up. So now all of these Hollywood secrets need to be exposed. All of these, I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to piece together. I'm like, there's an agenda here. And people are like, well, he's just a truth teller. It just no, needs no, no. to be told. He, he, like, tells, he said something early on that I disagree with. He said, the truth don't need no motivation. And I'm like, oh, that's a lie. That's <laughs> a lie. And, and I'm going to tell you why it's a lie. The disciples walked with Jesus. They saw him crucified and they saw him resurrected. Mm -hmm. And it, right before he gives the Great Commission, they're in a room scared. Right. After his ascension, after the resurrection, they're in a room scared. Uh, man, I know people who would tell you Jesus Christ is the Lord of their life. He's the savior of their life. Mm -hmm. He's their everything. And they will not talk to people about Jesus Christ. They will not share their faith. Right. The truth, truth does need, need motivation. motivation. Yep. And I'm like, so, hey, I know, man, here's the deal. I've been in too many situations where people knew the truth, knew the truth about something, but it was going to cost them to say it publicly, and so they stayed quiet and let innocent people suffer because the truth does need motivation. Yep. It just, what's the motivation, motivation. and what is the cost and, and, and what's the benefit analysis? And a lot of times people be running real-time cost-benefit analysis on whether the they want to share the truth or not. Because that's the other side of that is when we weaponize the truth. Woo! And this is an example of weaponizing the truth. Did half of those things really need to be said? And you saw that, like, Shannon, he didn't know, like, if you go back and look at it, Shannon just kind of says hello, and then cat that goes <laughs> for thirty minutes yeah. before Shannon can even like ask a question. Before he can ask him about his family or anything, cat right. go like just go. So cat came, came loaded. Agenda. He came in, and, with an and, and it's like, man, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, telling half truth and lies, and then weaponizing truth, they're 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 just as bad as one another. Yep, they're just as because bad. The, the it's it's the motive and the intention behind some of this stuff and. And you, you, you kind of got it. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. We were entertained mm -hmm. because we were not the aim. Come on. And, Come and, on. and you got to be careful when you're entertained by someone else being in the crosshairs. Come on. Yeah. Um, because I think this, 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 this culture that we're in... Um, this council culture and stuff that we deal with, man, has taught us that, man, that thing swings 
really quickly. Real fast. And, and so you have to be careful about being entertained because then you become the point of entertainment. Yep. And and that's what like I struggle with with some of this of like man and really there's no there's no recourse for stealing jokes. There's no court mm-hmm. that you can go to. There's no patent mm-hmm. on jokes, right? So right. so this court of public opinion is is kind of where That's it. That's where the buck stops. That's where cat kind of felt where he could get his justice. And that for us as believers though the court of social media is not mm. where we get our justice. It's mm. what our Lord and Savior. So we, we should find a way to take our stuff to him mm-hmm. when people characterize us in certain ways. Yeah. Because we don't have to see social media and things like that as our final stop for justice in our lives. And that's important what you said there is because there is a heart check. I ended up writing a verse on this the other day because I was uh, looking at this um, debate between two Christian artists, mm-hmm. um, Lecrae and D1. Yeah. D1 says something on an interview about you. people want to be uh, righteous and ratchet, and you can't be both. Like we're, we're promoting things that are sinful and acting like this is Christ-like behavior. Well, Lecrae, who's one of the most popular Christian rappers of all time, comes out, has a whole line of clothing called Righteous and Ratchet. And so he... Take some personal offense. People bring it to him. He's like, "Hey, listen, like, da 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 da." And like, like we, this ratchetness is a part of like just our culture and and these different things. And they're really talking about two different definitions of the word ratchet. Mm-hmm. But out of that ensues this humongous debate and all this shade being thrown at D One and all this shade and hatred being thrown at Lecrae. And I look in the comments and and I get heated too, right? I start. Long commenting and, and bringing all of my all of my holy knowledge to to the to the world of YouTube, and I start looking through and I start realizing, man, we all supposed to be out here sharing the gospel. Where where shiny is object. my where is my shiny objects? Where is my heart when this has me all riled up? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fire. And then what I end up finding out as I go back, I end up watching some more D1 interviews, and I listen to him talk at length about the same topic, and I realized my problem wasn't even with D1, it was with his fans in the comments. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff I was attributing to him that I was rebutting to, he never even said. And I started to realize, oh shoot, I became a part of the mob. And it's so easy online, especially when the truth is weaponized, to take it and become a part of the mob. And because there's a piece of truth to it, you can justify it, and it allows you to deflect and avoid reflecting on what's happening in your own heart, why you find this entertaining, and why, rather than seeking peace, you want to watch the world burn in this circumstance and yeah. in this situation. Man, I um, I can't tell you how often I start typing and then erase. Yeah, same. And and there's times, man, when I want to, um, I. I I want to flamethrow. Mm. And here's here's what I know. Here's what I know. God has given me enough of a gift with words that if I wanted to use that to tear somebody down, I could. I could. And and I have to stop. Even like, man, I, I try to be careful about what I share 
um, on that because I just know, man, it, it it's gonna be taken a certain way, and it's it's taking some incidents to happen that I that I'm like, that's not the way I meant that, but somebody took and whip, and sometimes mm-hmm. your stuff gets weaponized, weaponized. against people. Mm-hmm. When you didn't mean it, it in that hard, yeah, and and so it it make it makes you gun shot on some stuff, yep, and so um, it's a hard lesson to learn though, man, and you end up hurting people, not even intentionally all the time, or you you do this deeper damage, like you thought, oh, I'm just this is gonna be a flesh wound, I'm gonna throw this out there, mm. um, and you don't you don't have to put names with it, you don't have to put. Different things people can piece stuff together and know, man. Yep. And so, um, but then when you go and put names and different things on it, it, it takes it even that more seriously. Yeah. Um, and it's it's wanting to steward the platforms and spaces that you have well. And what that's gonna mean is you're gonna take some hits. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take some hits, and you could have things where you could have retaliated. But retaliation doesn't heal you. No. That's what that's what they never teach you, right? When people say, "Oh yeah, Jesus said turn the other cheek," well, I'm gonna turn around and backslap him. I'm gonna <laughs> do this, you know. It's like, hey, fam, none of slapping back doesn't heal you. Mm-hmm. It just injures someone else. Yeah. And I and I want to talk to the, to the listener, the person who gets wrapped up in these spaces. And when I say the, I'm mean, I'm in that vein. I get wrapped up too, right? So it's not just you. Um, be careful. Be careful what you engage in, what you share. This stuff, this type of content is like junk food. Junk food is usually full of a lot of sugar, and so it's going to fill you with a lot of quick bursts of energy. But at the end, you're going to crash. And then you're going to be lethargic and it's going to be hard for you to get motivated. But you can do a lot of stuff hopped up on junk food. You ever seen a kid get hopped up on too much sugar? They, have, they lose their self-control. And it feels good in the moment to be going. And then later on, it's like, oh, this hurts. And when we engage in these types of things, it's like junk food for our soul. And it, it keeps us going. It's exciting and it's moving. And then in the end, you look back and you see just this trail of damage, not just to the other person, but even to your own heart and conscience, where you're like, dang, why was I a part of that? Here's the deal. When you're steady dealing with people always airing grievances, it makes it hard for you to excrete the grievances you have against other people. Hmm. Explain that. Explain that. Because when one of the one of the processes that science uses to determine if someone is living is excretion. That's where you um, get rid of the toxins and waste, waste. Yep. out of the body, right? And you have to do the same with your heart emotionally um, and mentally, with your mind. You have to take the hurts and different things and slights that happen to you on a, on a regular basis, and you have to flush that through. You have to process that out of your system. If not you will get so constipated emotionally and mentally that you will die mm. in those ways, just like you would physically if you didn't discreet. Yeah. And, and so when you, when you are constantly around people who do nothing but air grievances, meaning they, they have no way of excreting the hurts and slights and different things that they um, deal with on a daily basis, mm. you sit stewed in an a, a environment that says... It is okay to hang on to these things 
and not process them out and not forgive and not let go. Yeah. And so you feel um, justified, mm. um, even held up and honored sometimes for holding grievances. Yeah. And and here's here's the paradoxical thing about some of this. In the conversation with D1 and Lecrae, D1 spoke as the voice of righteousness in this. And then later, someone pointed out of, hey man, we're concerned about D1 because he is in this fear. He's doing the same things that he was speaking as the voice of righteousness out against Lecrae. Now this is doing. And, and then in the, in the same way, toward the end of the Cat Williams video, uh, Shannon Sharp asked Cat Williams about um, Kanye West. And I think one of the most salient um, things that he said in the whole video was he says, if we know someone has mental health issues and yet we still keep putting a mic in front of their face and platforming them, and platforming them, I think that we're pretty terrible people. Yeah. And in the same way, we know that Cat has some struggles. Yep. So to keep platforming him and putting a <laughs> mic in front of him, which he has been invited for several more interviews yep. on the same topics after this one, I think that makes us Pretty, Pretty terrible, terrible people. people. And, and here's the thing. It's not just the people that are putting the microphone in front of them. Because they're getting a check to put the microphone in front of them. But we benefit too. When we share, when we continue to post and talk about without context, right? Like when we continue to just push that same monster, we're doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing. It's usury, man. We're it's usury. Yeah. And um, I don't think Shannon knew what he was walking into. <laughs> no, he, he, he said that much. He, he said, said that. He's he said, he's like, it. man, yeah, I didn't like, know. And his his production guy told him, he's like, man, this is gonna break the internet. Like, he's mm -hmm. they were like looking at each other stunned when when they said cut because they didn't know what they were walking into. But I think the people after that definitely knew, yeah. and they wanted to ride that train. And here's something I want to talk about real, real quick as we get ready to wrap up. If I've used someone, what do I do? There is a there's a country artist that I just found out about recently through some really a really odd story that we don't have time for today. Um, but there's a country artist that got caught on tape saying the N-word. And so he immediately lost like his his deal with his record label. He had mm -hmm. some awards he was up for, that stuff got canceled. He lost his whole career, right? Mm -hmm. But of course, it was a viral moment. Mm -hmm. Broke the internet. So then he was on doing this interview and he was talking about it. He's like, hey. I heard this going on, and he starts apologizing. He starts talking through it. And I'm like, this is cool. Like his apology was cool, but I was like, I also know that off of that, he about to make a whole bunch of money just for coming on and apologizing and doing all that. And he did. And so it's still not just. In the in the interview though, what he starts, I think it was with Good Morning America. What he starts saying in the interview though is like, yeah, I talked to a lot of people in the black community and through different black organizations. And I thought about like after this happened, I went viral and my album sales bumped up. Me and my publicist looked at the album sales and the bump and the spike. We calculated how much we would have made from the publicity spike, and we donated it to charities that had to do with African American and race relations there has to be restitution. in the country. There has to be restitution. Has to be restitution. If you've been a part of the rumor mill, I'm not even just saying with Cat Williams, but with other people. Maybe, maybe you've been thinking about this. You're like, man, there's that one guy, and they're not really famous, but I did some damage. Think about what restitution looks like. It's not enough to just stop sharing, to just stop posting. Um, think, hey, what, is it, what does it look like to help somebody um, 
get back some of what was lost or to use if I gained a platform from sharing these lies or from sharing different things that I knew tore people down, how do I use some of that platform to repair some of the damages? And that's how we can use our blinkers yeah. to treat each other well here in the traffic reports. And that's a good word. Yep. Well, hey, continue to like, comment, share, subscribe, all of those social media things. Do it. We really appreciate it. It helps us out. And we'll see you next time in the intersection.